like a what do you call it like a hot plate what do you call it no uh you know when you get the four squares (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) you know it's uh they do that on sports like on on sports Uh, all the time yeah i don't know does it have a name they have it it has a name yeah it's like hot 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 plate no not hot plate hot stove hot stove maybe yeah like a hot stove well hot stove hot stove refers to like you know, Major League Baseball specifically, I think, but I is don't it, know. Maybe is it like the f- hot? Is it four people talking? Like, f- no, hot stove is like trade rumors. Oh, maybe, maybe I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, it's just the elements of a stove. <laughs> And welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. You know, gained about 17 and a half pounds in the last oh week and God. a half. Um, Me too. You know, it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my uh, cigarette smoking has uh, crescendoed uh, to just basically full-time smoking now. I tried to quit the other day. What I usually do is... Um, during these holiday times and anytime we're getting together with family that's when i'll kind of start smoking again and um i had i had you know we did all the christmases and then i got back home and then i stopped smoking and then literally that same day my wife told me at the end of the day she's like you should probably start you know not start stop smoking uh because you're being a real asshole today um so (laughs) (laughs) so the next morning got a pack of cigarettes and you know life has been wonderful um i'm not an (laughs) asshole and so i i'm 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 in a really tight spot here i don't i don't know what to do (laughs) oh my god it's either your health or yeah either your health or your your marriage right i'm really being torn up both sides here it's a tough life um how was your christmas it was christmassy you know it's it was fun uh some traveling the weather was great so traveling was was good um my uh my kid literally threw up in the car i think i had mentioned this during thanksgiving um my well my kid my youngest kid uh we arrived to our destination for thanksgiving just vomited all over the inside of my car Uh, on the way back from christmas so this is you know uh whatever two months later my oldest on the way home did the exact same thing and i'm like um my i have a vomit mobile now and uh it's it's not ideal i think i have to get a new car wow yeah (laughs) It's, I mean, it's cold outside, so you can't even shampoo your car. Like, yeah, there's nothing. Uh, a lot of wet I, wipes and a lot of a lot of. Dude, that's the worst. If you can't get the smell out of the car, it's the worst. It just smells thing like Febreze now, but I know what. Like, it smells like Febreze, but I know what the Febreze is masking. So it's like a house of lies in my car. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> 
I know. What you mean. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, it is what it is. It was. It was fine though. The weather was good. You know, presents. What was the uh, What was the best Christmas gift you got? Um, you know what? Uh, I tweeted it last night. Actually, um, <laughs> I saw that we were we were uh, talking a couple of weeks ago about my favorite Christmas present being um, like a bag of weed my in laws got me. Well, they followed it up a decade later with a sweet, um, you know, cannabis container that has a, an iguana on it smoking a joint, and it says marijuana on it. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. So now that's kind of where we put our, uh, you know, our, our the, the 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 pot we're currently using. So I'll kind of refill that as need be, like a cookie jar. That's cool. Uh, what was the best gift you gave? Um. Oh, I got my wife. Um, she's been on. Are you familiar with the song uh, Moonlight Desires by Gowan? It's an old 80s song. Um, you might be aware. I'm going to put it in right here. Um, <laughs> it was no i'm not familiar it, so. the, the, it's a canadian uh like 80s pop icon kind of think like Corey hart um you know uh you know sunglasses at night kind of kind of stuff anyways yeah yep. um so i ended up getting her a uh a signed copy of that record um and she she she'd been looking for it forever and couldn't find it then i had some connections at the local record store and they they hooked me up that's pretty cool. Yeah, she was very excited, and I said I couldn't find it. And I, 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 I played it out like, oh, I couldn't find, but I got you something else, and I hope you like it. But I'm not sure if you're gonna like it, and blah blah blah, and you know, give her the old misdirection. That's cool. Uh, what about yourself? What was the best thing you got? Best thing I got. Uh, I got a very cool. So as you know, I'm a Penn State alum. And we are. Yep, we are, we are indeed. Uh, uh, the coolest thing my wife got me. So I'm also, we were talking about it before. I'm kind of a collector of sports memorabilia and stuff like that. And she got me this really cool old Coca Cola bottle uh, from when Penn State won the national championship in 1982. And it's got you know, Penn State 1982 national champions on it. And it says Coke and the Nittany Lions number one. It's got the Penn State like university crest on it. And then on the back, it has the schedule and, uh, everything like, uh, and all the games and the schedule and that stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like something I didn't ask for that was a very thoughtful gift. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, best thing I gave, I, gave my wife a new iPhone 11. She needed an upgrade desperately. She had an old 6. Oh, so, yeah. That's a big jump. That's almost like a double jump. Like that's, yeah, she, she almost doubled was, the amounts there. Yes, exactly. So it was high time she got a new one. So uh, that's what she got for. Christmas. That's exciting. That's her big gift, yes. So uh, those were mine. But that's uh, that was an un... Uh, uh, 
unplanned uh, segment we just did there. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's Christmas. This is our last show official. of yes, our official last show of 2019. So with that, let's get into the news. <laughs> All right, Chamber, start us off. Okay, I got uh, I got some hot news, hot off the press oh, from the Block Crypto. Oh, my, oh my God, <laughs> hot news. Hot news. Uh, China could soon have its first blockchain ETF. Um, China, uh, Chinese asset management firm Pengua Fund, uh, with over $80 billion in client assets, has filed an application for listing of a blockchain exchange-traded fund, ETF, in the country. Uh, China's Securities Regu- uh, Regulatory Commission, CSRC, the country's financial watchdog, is currently reviewing Pengua's uh, application according to the information from the CSRC website. Uh, if the watchdog approves Pengua's fund, dubbed Pengua Shenzhen Stocks blockchain ETF, China will have its first blockchain-themed fund, according to a report from Shanghai Securities News. Uh, headquartered in Shenzhen, Pengua has over 564 billion yuan, which is roughly just under $81 billion US, in assets under management and manages 159 public funds, 10 national social insurance investment for portfolios, and four basic pension insurance investment portfolios, according to the information from its website. Uh, just last week, Shenzhen Stock Exchange launched a blockchain 50 index, which is comprised of the top 50 blockchain-related stocks by market cap. Uh, the index currently has companies from several sectors, including Ping An Bank, an internet firm, uh, Holeasy, Whole easy? I don't know. It looks like whole and easy put together, um, which invested 80 million in Bitcoin miners last year. Elsewhere in the world, uh, there are at least seven blockchain ETFs operating currently, including Invesco Elwood Fund listed on the London Stock Exchange. In June, the block analyzed the performance of that ETF and found that their value surged sharply between January to May of this year. So look at that. China may have an ETF before uh you know before north america or i guess maybe i have one in canada actually i think you do have one. i think so i I think there is but you know wait a second really i uh, i think so there's definitely something on the market with uh with with blockchain uh and bitcoin i think currently in the in the tsx so wait a second does that uh, does that mean i win my bold prediction uh maybe (laughs) i mean this is chamber news this is questionable at best Uh, yeah but even if china does it does i do i qualify i never i guess i didn't specify in the u.s but i i think that would i think that would qualify for sure it does china uh i would say more important than than the u.s uh yeah i think china would count i i would agree that's a lot of that's a lot of you know a lot of a lot of a lot of bucks coming in there from uh, from overseas. So yes, I would absolutely count China's ETF as winning that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Hundo uh, P, right. if you will. Hundo Hundo P. <laughs> hundo P, baby. Um, speaking of, actually, while we are on the subject, I never got around to tweeting the rest of them out. So I will do such. I will do that today. Uh, but we had our first couple uh polls go out on our 
bold predictions mm-hmm. for next year. Uh, so the in case you didn't hear the last episode, uh, what well, one? Fuck you. Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two. Uh, the ones we did send out, I, I think we did five predictions, and I tweeted out two of them. So the uh, 2020 Bitcoin dominance on December 31st, 2020, uh, yours uh, was 48%. Mine was 60 Uh The people voted, and I won by a vote of 53% to 47%. Okay, that's pretty close. Yep. Uh, and then the other one that went out was market cap. Uh, the market cap on December 31st, 2020, you said $700 billion, I said $300 billion. Uh, You won that one. Uh, a, lot of bo- a lot of bulls a- out there. Another close margin, fifty-two percent to forty-eight percent. Yeah. yeah, so both of those were within you know a couple percentage points of each other. So uh, I'll tweet out the other ones today. Um, and by the way, uh, what was our number one most downloaded that we released Friday? Oh, Mark Yasko. Yeah, so congratulations to our friend Mark, uh, whose Notre Dame Fighting Irish won their bowl convincingly the other day, so (laughs) that was good. All right, I got a news story here as well, also from the block crypto. uh, Crypto exchange BitThumb. Are you you sure? I'm pretty sure. I know you are not convinced. I'm not convinced. There's not enough T's to equate BitThumb, but we'll... yes. But here's the thing, right? It doesn't. It has a B on the end. Yeah. So it can't be BitHum. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> right. No, I mean, that's a, okay. Then it's ByThumb. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, I I think that is more. I think that's better than uh, bit hum. I think we have to go with the uh, what is that colloquial? Is that is that the term? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, well, I'm good with bit. I'm sorry, bit thumb. Is that what we're calling bit it? Thumb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll call it that from now on. I'm good. Like Charlie bit my finger. Right. Bit thumb. Got yeah. you. Um, all right. So crypto exchange bit thumb hit with a massive tax bill of over 69 million dollars so south korea's largest cryptocurrency exchange which is bitthum has been hit with a hefty tax bill of 80.3 billion won which is roughly 69 and a half million dollars uh they reported on Monday saying their largest shareholder, Vendente Co., confirmed the tax claim in a regulatory filing Friday. Um, South Korea's taxation authority, the National Tax Service, has reported levied withholding tax on BitThumb's foreign customers' income. So the NTS has categorized the exchange's cryptocurrency trading of foreigners as miscellaneous income, Oof, recognizing capital gains from crypto trading as assets ouch (laughs) yeah so bitthumb it says is planning on taking legal action and therefore the final payment to the nts may be subject to change as per the report so basically they said hey all your foreign customers that are using this uh that qualifies as miscellaneous income and it's capital gains so yeah that's 
That's rough. The last year, NTS hit bit them with a tax bill of around thirty billion won, which is twenty eight million dollars uh, at the time. Uh, not clear if they had paid that. The block has reached out to Bitthumb, and they haven't commented yet. Uh, other cryptocurrency exchanges in um, Korea, Upbit and Coin One, are also on alert over the unexpected taxes from the government. So, uh, I mean, that's a big jump. If they were expecting what they paid last year at you know twenty eight million to go to almost seventy, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That is tough. Uh, yeah. Real tough. I mean, yeah, you know, I do mean, exchanges even do exchanges even have that kind of cash lying around anymore? anymore? No, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't it know. is slim pickings out there. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's my story number two. Uh, uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, I mean, I probably I think they have. They should be able to cover that, no problem. But. You know. It still sucks. I, I mean, mean if it, it's if triple it's unexpected. It's triple what they were anticipating, and they accrue for that over the year, right? So, I mean, as any business would, you accrue for your taxes. So, meaning you plan for X amount, um, and when it comes in at triple the amount you've anticipated, uh, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a problem. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So, um, anyway, what do you got? For I got us? another one here. So uh, this is from a, a, a new site. Um, I don't know if it's as reputable or, or what, but we're going to we're going to use it. Uh, this is from newsbtc.com. Um, this goes on to say the uh, the analyst who called Bitcoin's crash to 6K uh, says Ethereum. Uh, the bottom is in for Ethereum. So uh, he, he goes on to say here, take one look at the Bitcoin chart and you would assume that Ethereum, XRP and all the rest uh, have had a great 2019 too. Uh, but you would be sorely mistaken in saying that per previous reports from NewsBTC. Since earlier this month, the price of ETH is actually is actually down in 2019, which comes as a stark contrast to Bitcoin's 95% year-to-date gains. Uh, this harrowing price trend has been attributed to a confluence of factors, one such being the that the plus token wallet scam that brutalized many in the industry has a large portion of ETH uh, that is being or will be liquidated, making investors uh making investor price uh that potential selling off so uh a little bit scary there people are a little bit hesitant uh whatever the case a prominent cryptocurrency analyst uh that has had a solid track record has said that tech that the technicals suggest that ethereum has found its bottom and potentially setting the stage for a return to a bull trend um has it really bottomed uh, according to the recent tweet uh, from te- technical analyst Dave the Wave. I don't know if you follow this guy. <laughs> D- this is the new story uh, we're talking I'm about. Da- Some guy named Dave the Wave. Dave the Wave called 6K bottom. I'm just saying. Oh, Dave um, the Wave. So as per Dave, and that's at Dave, uh, no, no E, so it's D-A-V. Um, the wave. Um, he uh, he he noted that yeah, the 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 Bitcoin was gonna hit uh, was gonna bottom at six k, um, and uh, he said in this chart um, that ETH re- recently bounced off of the zero point seven eight six Fibonacci retracement level of the price action from twenty eighteen bottom to the twenty nineteen bottom, while the moving average convergence divergence. Wow, that's so. That's the MACD. If for those of you uh, traders out there, uh, has shown signs of reversal on a medium-term basis, boding well for bulls. So this guy, uh, Dave the Wave, 
um, has actually called, he called the bottom for Bitcoin. He's calling the bottom for ETH, but he actually called, I think this is the same guy who called uh, uh, Bitcoin being at 100K in 2022. So I don't know. Uh, this guy is, uh, is, is, you know, you're right a couple of times. I think that's what happens in crypto. You know, you make a couple of good calls. All of a sudden, you're a... Uh, all of a sudden, you're Dave the Wave. Yeah, all of a sudden, you're the next Dave the Wave. Uh, but, you know, you can make bad calls too. And, and his, notoriety, his notoriety could, you know, fall by the wayside as well. So what do you think? You think the bottom's in for ETH? What do you, how, what's your general feel on Ethereum? So let's see. Hold on. Where are we at an ETH price right now? Um, I think we're what buck thirty. I will tell you in just a moment. As, but yeah, I think uh, I seen it at one. Yeah, one thirty seventy four. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it could probably um go to you know hundred ish. I mean. I think I saw Ledger tweet the other day that mm-hmm. last call for BTC ETH pair. So, like, it was on the brink of breaking down. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, you know me, I'm not a, a fantastic uh, trader. Um, so, I couldn't really tell you, but I think. I mean, what did we see as a low of this year? Like uh, in the 80s, 89? I don't know if that was either late last year or early this year, but yeah, I think we, we touched $80. Oh, it must have been. It must have been last year then, because like if they we, just said this was that news story. Just said it was down this year, right? Right. Yeah, I think. So, I think. Yeah, it was late. I think you could pick up some ETH maybe in like November of twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. That's a good. That's a low price. That was. I mean, <laughs> at a, a buck thirty seems like a pretty good price too. Um, but time will tell. I don't know. I'm not buying anything but Bitcoin at the moment. That's, so you know, I take that for what you will, but. Uh, it's called a smart I mean, move. Yeah, I know, but like, is it? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's really priced cheaply. If you think uh, in terms of where obviously it was, like even I, I hate to say it, but like even XRP mm-hmm. at 19 cents doesn't look terrible. You know, you're like, okay, under 20 cents now, you might pay attention a little bit. Absolutely, and, right? Um, I don't know. I, I I think so. And but it, everything kind of seems to be pretty stable at the moment. Not a lot of volatility. Well, I think I, mean, I forget who said it. Three, four, three, four, five percent every couple of days isn't what I would call volatile. In crypto, no, so. no, I agree. Yep. But somebody had said I, I forget where I heard it. But basically, somebody said like, "Uh, we're back to 2016 again." So if you just think of it in those terms, like that's like everything was you know at the bottom or you know just starting out um and then you know we'll we'll see where not everything's going to take off some things may and some things will just disappear entirely but you'd figure though like if there is a bull another bull market coming you know there is still room for these top tens to grow I mean, oh, comparatively yeah. to what they were I mean 100% fucking Litecoin was $420 or at some point <laughs> Like, I know what so, point. The point where I bought yeah. it. <laughs> right. So, like, that's, I mean, you're talking a 10x potentially from right. the, from where it is right now. Actually, Litecoin is one of those that I'm iffy on. You know what I mean? Well, I I would agree. But, like, but if, you, like know, you know, you, XRP, but, like you could, I you know, XRP, I'm not a... But if there is new money coming right. in, right? Yeah. They're, 
people are going to look to buy that like the small if there's ones, new money right? that have never if there's new money that have never done any of this mm-hmm. before right like what did you do you bought the top 10 right like you I did cuz did you didn't know about these 2 million dollar market it didn't cap take coins. long for me to figure it out <laughs> right but but that, but you know what i mean it's like yeah, okay 100%. you don't you don't really know no, I, some of these are not on huge huge exchanges uh, either I'm so like think. you're going to be looking at oh XRP, that's a top mm-hmm. three coin. It's only nineteen cents. Yep. It's the same shit I everybody can buy, does. I can buy a bunch of it. You know what I mean? As exactly. opposed to a fraction of a Bitcoin. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. All that stuff. If there is ever new money coming. <laughs> which remains <laughs> I to feel hundred percent sure that new money will come in. Like yeah, I'm, we'll I'm see, very confident, I think. I think I am. That's not very confident to say though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got uh, one more here, um, which I, I think we can qualify as celebrity sighting. Oh, yeah, we absolutely right? can. So we got a celebrity sighting here. Uh, back in the news it, from Coindesk is uh, Russell Okung, uh, who is the Super Bowl champion left tackle. He currently plays for the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, who is a passionate advocate of Bitcoin and blockchain chain technology. And he's the founder of a Bitcoin company called Bitcoin Is. Or uh, I'm not sure if it's a company. I think it was a conference that he put together. Yes, I think you're right. Um, yes. So uh, this is kind of more of an opinion piece, but I think it's interesting to talk about. You know, we've seen more and more uh, dabbling into, um, you know, the sports realm it, recently. And so Russell Okung is kind of leading that way for athletes. Uh, who was the NBA guy we talked about that was trying to tokenize his contract? Oh, it was um, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's that, and then there's this, right? So uh, he's the self-proclaimed Bitcoin guy in the locker room. Yep. Uh, so he get he says he gets uh, ridicule and intrigue from that. His teammates are understandably curious about why he's into hashtag magic internet money. Um, but he, you know, he says he's focused on on finding a solution that can be immediately implemented without first gaining permission or uh, proving my abilities or articulating a worth uh, a worthiness of my peers as skeptics. So, you know, he's all about this decentralized, um, he calls Bitcoin that solution. It allows me to provide, um, you know, all of these decentralized permissionless things that that he's looking for so it says here by this point in my professional career i've learned that economic power isn't as straightforward as simply having money optics and circumstances often dictate how economic power is understood and how it's wielded for instance winning the lottery may put a hundred million dollars in your pocket but it doesn't suddenly make you a financial expert similarly being born into wealth may give you unearned financial freedom but your peers will be skeptical of that wealth until you demonstrate an aptitude towards uh to steward it properly uh so he said he goes on to say you know um bitcoin is a direct threat to that economic power um you know he says he's puzzled puzzled when the financial circumstances of professional athletes especially black athletes are viewed with optics similar to the lottery winner or the silver spooner it's confusing when our economic power isn't more naturally compared to traditional entrepreneur 
who demonstrated the same gumption and exerted their similar energy into their own field with dedication, sacrifice, long hours, and hyper-focus on the end goal. Um, you know, so he's talking about the way that Bitcoin helps him kind of separate these stigmas, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, he says he's playing his role in raising awareness, shamelessly encouraging professional athletes to embrace, uh, Bitcoin. He says professional athletes committed themselves to becoming elite workers in their industry, investing significant human capital uh, to earn their place in society. Bitcoin offers a way to protect that hard-earned capital from the whims of central bankers who keep printing more money to bail out their friends on Wall Street. It's time for us to embrace our economic sovereignty by allocating at least 5% of our wealth into Bitcoin. I'm personally much more invested in the asset, but my goal here is to simply get you off of zero. Zero. Of course, I want to see the price go up, but I gain nothing else by trying to make you a believe uh, by trying to make you a believer. I think it's important to let you know now, so you don't blame me down the line when the price skyrockets and global recession is no longer denied. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. What do you think? I, I you know what? Um, I always get we we I know we're big sports fans. You and I we've seen a lot of. Um, athletes mismanage money over the years yeah there was an awesome uh 30 for 30 on uh i, don't think I, I think it was just one. called broke i don't think I it was that just one. called broke that sounds interesting and, yeah um and it was all about all these huge um you know athletes that had made hundreds of millions right of like the latrell sprewells of the world and that kind of thing yeah yeah exactly um so i and again this is not me pointing the finger saying you know you guys don't know how to manage your money i don't know how to manage my own freaking money for that you know what I mean? so i'm, in, me this, either. I'm, I'm in the same boat terrible. um yeah. and could you imagine if you had a you know 20 million dollar a year contract uh, how how nope. how poorly you would mismanage your funds then uh, i'm broke every week right <laughs> <laughs> so i'm always worried about you know athletes again you know, this is, it's, I'm just speaking in, in realistic terms, typically don't have the education, um, you know, financial backgrounds and education to, to manage money properly. I know there's a lot of, uh, I know when rookies come into, you know, most leagues, I think they have some sort of program in place to help with that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm always a little worried about who they surround themselves with, who's managing their money, this and that. So when I do hear of athletes going, you know, diving into Bitcoin and stuff, it I, I have question marks right away. But the more I read about him, the, you know, the more confident I, I get in, in, in him. Um, and actually, most of the athletes I hear talking about, um, you know, blockchain and Bitcoin and stuff, obviously, uh, who was it? Who's the boxer that got into it? And maybe that wasn't the best idea for him. But uh, um, a couple of, I want to say it was like a, over a year ago. Uh, boxer that got into what? Bitcoin. He was, he was talking. Oh, remember, I he had remember. the, he had a, like he started a shit coin and everything. With, I forget who it was. Anyways, but the more I hear about. Oh, it, oh, wasn't it Oscar De La Hoya? Was it Oscar De La Hoya? It wasn't. I I remember him having something to do with the token. Uh, yeah. Or was it? Yeah, I think it was Oscar And boxers De La Hoya. as a rule. I mean, like these people I get hit in the head so much. I mean, you really should be questioning their, their decisions. Um, but yeah, the more I, the more I read about Russell, you know, the more. 
you know, okay. Like he knows what he's talking about. He knows more and more than me. So I feel like he's pretty, and same thing with Spencer Dimwitty too. Um, you know, these guys seem to have a pretty good uh, grasp on what's happening. Um, and, you know, good, good for them to, to see, like he had mentioned the 5%. Um, uh, and obviously he said he's a little, a little more involved than 5% of his income, but I think that's a smart play. Uh, if, if you're telling your, your, you know your teammates and stuff and stuff that hey you know what is it going to hurt if you allocate five percent of your net income to you know to some bitcoin exposure i don't think that's a bad idea at all um and that could turn out to pay huge dividends for these guys so i i I like it the more i hear about it the more i like it uh one more one more thing i just wanted to touch on while we're on sports i had sent you this the other day i think and we were actually going to try to get somebody on um so the uh sports card uh industry is is interesting for blockchain and stuff we've we've seen you know some people dabble in digital collectibles and things like that Mm -hmm. um but panini america so they have um you know some they are one of the the world's largest licensed sports and entertainment collectibles company they make a ton of different sports cards nfl nba um things like that uh they are becoming the first to launch a collection of officially licensed trading cards featuring blockchain uh technology so i think it's actually launching next week uh so they're going to um you know how it's going to work is pretty interesting they're going to uh it says here panini's blockchain trading cards will launch in early january on paniniamerica.net and will be sold in auction format in u.s dollars as opposed to a digital currency uh with 10 cards being released each week i think they're doing a total of 100 cards the blockchain asset will live on a closed panini platform where sports fans and collectors can buy sell and store their blockchain trading card assets each card is a unique one-of-a-kind card that not only includes the blockchain digital asset but will be accompanied by a physical version of the card that includes an autograph of the respective player and in some cases will incorporate a piece of memorabilia the blockchain asset will be an exact representation of the physical version of that card. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this. I like collectibles. I like uh, the more times people talk about, you know, collectibles on the blockchain, I, it gets me excited. I, I think that's. I think it's pretty cool. So there's one more quote here. We've spent years researching and exploring the best possible way to incorporate blockchain into our trading cards as another level of authentication, as well as the best way to introduce blockchain to sports fans and collectors. We believe our platform and the fact that the cards will be sold in U.S. dollars rather than a digital currency will help fans and collectors have a better understanding, knowing that their cards will utilize blockchain as another level of authenticity. Uh, I think that's pretty cool i mean we've seen I, I, what i think is cool about this is it's kind of twofold right i think the the big thing is all right well will anybody that collects things really care about a digital asset right mm-hmm. uh but it comes with a physical version of the same right exactly card, which so is why really why cool you? yeah so and i mean there's so many things that blockchain can do for like memorabilia specifically as far as tracking it authenticating it all of that kind of stuff you know you could potentially see 
every past price uh, that it was ever sold for, mm-hmm. if it ever trades hands. You know, it's pretty cool. So that's going to happen in the next coming weeks here. So I'm going to keep an eye on that because it's something I'm interested in. So I'll keep you updated on. Uh, there's a, there's, I think there's going to be a Zion autograph card that's going out there. Who? And Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. And like some people were saying, uh, yeah, I was, well, we'll see. Is that what you think? I don't know. He has, in my opinion, has to lose 30 pounds minimum. Uh, Well, dude, he's like 280. Right. I mean, minimum 30 pounds. Um, He is too big. It's like, it's like when you put a, I'm, I'm not a car guy, but imagine putting like, like a V12 engine in like a compact car. You know what I mean? Like his engine is bigger than his body is. Is it's it's too much for his body, and he, there's so much impact. Uh, it's it it's gonna break. It's it's just gonna. It, there's too much torque in his body, and he's like he blew out of his shoe in college. Anybody not remember that? <laughs> like, he literally exploded his shoes from the amount of power he generates, and his body's not equipped to handle it. Uh, so he needs to be much much lighter in order to uh, in order to deal with the amount of power he has. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, he hasn't played a game yet. He's hurt. So <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 but they're saying they're anyway, back to this. They're saying though, that the auction for this card uh-huh. could, could go over a hundred grand. I believe I could see it. I could see that. That's interesting. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be paying for it, but I could see it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so I will keep an eye on that. I, we were trying to get, get somebody on, uh, from Panini to talk about this, which would be cool. So we'll keep working on that and see what we can do. Uh, but that's going to do it for us for news. We are doing a new segment today, uh, similar to our old one called No FOMO. We are going wrecked to the future. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. All right, Chamber. Tell us what this segment is. So, uh, like you mentioned, it's kind of like our no FOMO segment where we picked our you know top three like overperforming coins and took a little bit more of a deep dive on them. Um, this time, uh, Wreck to the Future is your great name for this one, and I think it's very apropos. Um, these are bags that I have purchased recently. Uh, that you have purchased. I am involved in these. Um, so this so, is a public disclaimer. Service. Yeah, public yeah. PSA up front. Absolutely. Public service announcements. Don't get into these because I am involved in them. Uh, you, are only, <laughs> you are only saving yourself. Um, but yeah, and, and I think maybe the idea would be to try to convince you uh, that this is a, a good, you know, a, a, a good purchase of uh, i'm i'm questioning every move i make these days so i don't know how convincing i'm gonna be so do you want to do you want to start it off or how do you okay we, how do we so this? i gave you all here, of the coins yeah we're gonna do this just like we do no fomo okay so i am sitting here on you have given me the three that you have recently bought yeah uh the so i also want uh at the end of this i'm going to ask you what your 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 uh entry price let's call it no <laughs> i want to see i want to like your confidence level like oh, okay. out, out of 10 stars okay or, like, all right 
out of ten bags. Okay. Like right, out of yeah. ten bags. Like let's do let's do a rating out of ten bags. Okay. And then we'll also uh yeah, so that's what we'll do. Okay. Because uh, I want your confidence level in right. these so we can give some sort of context to how involved you really might be. You okay. know what I mean? Yep. All right. So the first one here is called Ferrum Network. Uh the token is or uh, the ticker is F R M. The current price is uh for the day it's down two point three eight percent. It is point zero zero six uh USD, so less than a penny, uh six tenths of a penny, I would guess. So this is ranked the nine hundred and twenty-five on uh coin market cap. So the current market cap is Wow, under a million dollars. Yeah, Interesting. <laughs> so current market cap seven hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars. Uh the twenty-four hour volume three hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars. So more than half of its current volume or current market cap in volume. So that's interesting. Uh the circulating supply is a uh, hundred and six billion FRM. The total supply is three hundred and twenty nine billion. So just over a third total in circulating supply at the moment. Um, let's see. Its all time high was one basically one cent uh basically one cent and then the all-time low was 0.002 cents um interesting all right so let's see where can i find this markets it is available on uh bitmax mm-hmm. Uh, for a USDT pair, which is about 59% of its volume. Uh, and then the BTC pair, about 40% of its volume. But I'm guessing you bought this on IDEX. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> which it is also listed. And I only know this because I also saw your tweet the other day that said, am I the only asshole trading in ETH pairs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for those of you who may not know, IDEX is only in ETH pairs. It is uh so only 2.5 percent of its total volume is done there so you're a two percenter over there that's all right related that's all me (laughs) (laughs) related cryptocurrencies are boom zippy whatever the hell that is dime coin acropolis and orbit coin i don't know any of these Uh, Yeah, and it just says Ferrum Network describes itself as an ultra low cap DeFi project with an advanced financial products that will run on top of a DAG based interoperability network. All right, tell me what I missed. So DAG, I don't know if you're familiar with DAG as well. Yes, it's similar to like what IOTA does with their. So and then DAG is a very popular um, project right now. So this kind of. You know, it's interoperable with that. Um, it again, my my big thing is like get into some. You know, you said I think you said it was about what seven hundred eighty four million, uh, or pardon me, seven hundred eighty four thousand uh, market cap, seven hundred thirty six. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like a reasonably priced house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of looking for. Um, but yes, I did buy it on IDEX. Um, and yeah, it's got. Why, some- why, what do you like about it? 
It's got some, you know, some partnerships that I like. Um, it's 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 got some. Uh, the roadmap is into you know the end of 2020, which is something uh, not a lot of projects are doing. Uh, a lot of roadmaps ended like Q1 2019, uh, so they're still working. Um, they have um, staking. They have uh, products like the Unifier wallet, which I like. Um, they have products like Cootie Exchange, uh, which I like. Um, and it just seems to have like a good team behind it. Uh, you, like I said, you can, I don't know if I mentioned you can stake with it as well. So there's staking involved. Um, so any of these, there's some, there's some good things behind it. Um, as far as, um, you know, what you can do with it, right? So wallets, staking, partnerships with, um, here, like some of the partners and backers, um, Dash, Gemini, P-Chain, um, and then the fact that it's interoperable with DAG. So I can, when I trade, and I mean, this is probably not great advice, but I go with, uh, as opposed to technical, uh, I go with, you know, market sentiment, right? Like what what is the market saying? What are what are some of these traders saying? Um, and when it DAG has been a you know huge uh, a huge thing, I'd say in 2019, um, a lot of people are talking about it. And so if you have other small projects associated with it that are a fraction of the market cap, to me that looks like a opportunity. Um, again, I'm probably wrong, and I'm probably you know again this is a public service announcement uh, for those of you guys looking at it. So do, obviously do uh, do your research, but yeah, it's, in my opinion, it looked like something that could be promising. All right, so interesting there. Now give us your confidence rating out of ten bags. Out of ten bags, I would say I'm I'm an eight on this one. Wow! Yeah, I'm so. Wait, all right, wait, now what are you? Let's let's clarify. What is going into your bag rating? Here? It's like I said. It's it's market sentiment with what it's associated with. So again, just the okay. DAG stuff. Uh, the fact that you can stake. The fact that it's again the price of a you know reasonably priced home uh, in a in a big market city. Yeah. Uh, not a ton of downside from a market cap standpoint. exactly and doesn't have a, a ton of places to purchase so not n- no big exchanges um yet so i'm not saying it's going to be on binance next week but you know it, minimal uh minimal areas to purchase it so i think that always again like i said i i just work more with the potential uh, of a coin um, and the market sentiment of some of its, uh, you know, collaborators and 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 the like. But that's kind of what I'm looking. I I think with an, a sub million dollar market cap um, and some definitely some positive, you know, there's definitely a positive feeling about it in the crypto community. I think that uh, that could be some some big things there. All right, I like that. All right, now your next one here. Uh-huh. Let's go into is uh, something called Cody. C O T I. That is the name of the project as well as the ticker. Um, the current price is 
0.0093 cents USD. So, or sorry, yeah, 0.0093 cents. So less, just under a penny. Uh, It is currently up 1.73% today. Um, It is the 706th rank. So a little higher than your last one, which was uh, in the 925 area. Market cap. Uh, a little higher also. So 1.7 million. Mm-hmm. 24-hour volume, 550,000. Circulating supply, 181 billion. And the, oh my gosh, the total supply is 2 trillion? Is that I think right? so, yes. Wow. Okay, so a lot of it is not circulating Correct. yet. All right. So, related cryptocurrencies: Spectracoin, Radium, Credo, Swarm, and Winding Tree. Whatever the no. hell that is. The uh, all-time high. Wow, was actually wow, twelve cents on July second. Mm-hmm. The all-time low was point zero zero six cents on November 9th. So a little rebound from there. Um, and then about Cody here. Cody is an enterprise-grade fintech platform that enables cross-chain interoperability and is built on its own DAG-based chain. Wow, you're a big dad guy. All right, we're getting a, we're getting a look into Chambers' soul here. Uh, <laughs> It supports scalability and low transaction costs and is supplemented with payment-specific requirements in the form of Cody Pay, a digital payment solution. Cody Pay empowers enterprises and merchants to receive multiple payment methods and build their own payment networks and coin as a service. Wow. Coin as a service. That is something I've never heard of. Um, all right. Let's see where it's available. Coin as a service is something I want you to explain to me while during this because I've never heard of such a thing. Um, market pairs. We have, again, BitMax. Do you have a BitMax I account? I don't. I don't. Uh, or do I? Maybe <laughs> I do. I definitely didn't buy it on BitMax, though. Okay, so BitMax, uh, Cody USD, Cody BTC, 29% and 19% respectively. Ah, KuCoin, you're a big KuCoin big guy. Big KuCoin guy. F- 15%, 11%, BitThumb Global, 9%, 8% of the volume, and then Binance Dex, uh, 0.45%. All right, you're on. So, Tell me about s- Cody. So, yeah, so I did buy this on KuCoin. Um, which you know what I, I you know I, I went away from KuCoin for a while, but I've I've refound my relationship with it uh, lately. Um, <laughs> it's it's still all right, fair still enough. working well. Um, but yeah, this is again uh, again I just go with market sentiment. Um, a lot of a lot of traders that have made good calls are talking about this one. Uh, this one actually got a lot of press. Uh, a couple of weeks ago when Binance was having their community, um, they have like a community contest where they'll peg two coins against each other. Whoever wins gets listed on Binance. Mm. And there was some shenanigans happening. I forget who the competitor was, but it was Cody versus this other one. And, you know, the bots took over and um, and it tanked the price. So I, I had I picked up some more um, and it rebounded very, very nicely. Uh, but yeah, these these bots got in and and voted for the other one and that got listed on on Binance. So this could be one that, you know, 
could be listed on Binance in the future. So is this for you, like now we've seen both two out of three of these are the DAG style yep. coins. Uh, is that you believing in DAG? Is that you seeing no. that a... Uh, you know, I, a trend I'm in looking sentiment for, the, for such a thing. Exactly. I'm looking for the trend. I'm, you know, I, I do my trading a little differently. I look at what the, you know, what positive momentum is happening, who's talking about it. So I'm always, you know, uh, you know, I do use Twitter a lot. So I'll check cash tags and see what the sentiment is. How many people are calling it a scam? How many people are, you know, pushing it? What's the variety of people pushing it? Um, what are the people that are pushing it? Who? What have they pushed in the past and have they been successful? Um, so those are the kind of things I look at. Um, because these, a lot of these people do a hell of a lot more research than I do. So I'm kind of, you know, using the entire, um, you know, the, the entire community to, you know, test the waters and see what could be, uh, you know, a good, a good buy considering where, you know, the market cap is. Again, this is a mid cap for me at uh, 1.7 million. Um, but yeah, it's, um. It, it, that's kind of what I do is I, I, I utilize that and obviously DAG uh, was extremely popular and still is very popular um, so I, I kind of piggyback so on a lot of that so do you know about DAG like what you, first of all do you know what DAG stands for no I don't <laughs> <laughs> can you take a guess uh, digital asset generator I don't know <laughs> It stands for Directed Acyclic Graph. Boom. There it is. So for those of you who didn't know, that's what DAG stands for. Uh, And it essentially is different than a blockchain. So DAG and blockchain are technically two different things, right? So your DAG... uh, if you were to look at it, doesn't look like a chain, right? So right. it looks more like a uh, graph. And it actually, you know, some of these uh, projects out there are saying it's more of an effective structure for storing data and processing online transactions. Um, so some people are saying, you know, that the DAG model improves security and usability and also makes, you know, these transactions uh, and these networks more scalable Um and you know so that's uh that's kind of what dag is for anybody who doesn't know so you know a couple other ones running uh based on you know the dag model i i mentioned iota nano um obite or Ball is uh, another one. Uh, yeah, so uh, people say it has the potential to become potentially blockchain 3.0. Uh, right. That's what you, you see know, a lot. You see, you know, 1.0 being uh, Bitcoin, 2.0 Ethereum, and then DAG being 3.0. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, do you know anything about this coin as a service? Um, yeah. I mean, I have, again, you'd mentioned... It's the idea would be to use as a you know payment processing through multi-chain, uh, which I think again just so like I could set up my own payment network. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So you would have. That's kind of interesting. It, it is pretty. I think this one has bigger. Like so out of the three that we're going to talk about, I think this one has the ability to become kind of the the most widely um, popular. I think out of the three. Um, All right, so give me your bag rating. Bag, uh, that being said, again, bag rating, 
I gave you an eight on the last one. Uh, potential X's uh, come into play with this as well. Um, so with Ferrum, I was a little bit more, I think there's more possibility just because I think there's more X's involved, uh, if you know what I mean, like multiple, you know, multipliers as far as what I've invested in. Uh, For you to hit the home run because it's got a 700 Exactly. With Ferrum, I feel like, uh, remember Quant? Um, like that's yes. I f- I have that same feeling with Ferrum, so a little okay. a little bit more excited with Cody. I would say it's a seven. Uh, seven. So just it, just because the market cap's a little bit bigger, uh, it's in more places currently. Uh, but you think as far as stability I, of this I, I project, think that one has the yeah has the ability. Like this could be a top hundred. Yeah. Like what did we say it was that now? Like four hundred maybe? No seven. Oh seven. Like yeah, this could be yeah maybe oh, maybe hundreds maybe like top 200 but i think maybe even top 100 um i think this could be this could be one of those ones okay so we got one more here mm-hmm. so we got an eight bag rating from ferrum a seven bag rating from right. cody we are now uh on the last one here the 457th ranked cryptocurrency on coin market cap we are talking the zinfin network uh something i've never heard of so for it to be 457 that's pretty high i would think uh so the ticker is xdce um it is currently priced at 0.001 US dollars, so uh, one-tenth of a penny. It is has a current market cap of $4 million, uh, a 24-hour volume of roughly 300000 a circulating supply of $3.9 trillion. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. And a total supply of $15 trillion. Yeah. So... About 20% of its total supply is out in circulation. Currently, related cryptocurrency is FNB Protocol, ViaCoin, HiCoin, Rocket Pool, and Kasha. Ooh. Uh, all time hot, not to be confused with Kesha. No, different, different. <laughs> All-time high was 1.9 cents in April 2018. Interesting. All-time low was this past June at 0.000157 USD. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that's about as close to zero as you could possibly come. Holy crap. All right. So, and then it says here, Zinfin describes itself as an enterprise-ready hybrid blockchain technology company optimized for international trade and finance. Zinfin Network is powered by the native coin. Uh, The XDC protocol is architected to support small contracts, KYC, and masternodes. Uh, XDC chain, it uses the... Zinfin delegated proof of stake with the global or with the goal of creating a highly scalable, secure, permissioned, and commercial grade blockchain network. Tradefinex.org is a network for trade finance originators to distribute trade assets to alternative asset investors using decentralized and P2P financing technology. Whew, that's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. All right, you're on. So this one. I, I, I'm looking. Oh for, wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait! Yep. I, I missed. I missed one thing. Uh, the markets. Oh right. So oh, this is actually listed on the most uh, the most variety of exchanges. So number one exchange is Mercatox mm-hmm. uh, with an ETH pair, 
at 41% of its volume, Hotbit at 8% for the USDT, uh, 7% for its ETH pair, P2P, B2B. <laughs> Come on, that's not an exchange. <laughs> 7% of its volume, Hotbit, BTC pair, 7%. Cost, Bancor, LA token, IDEX. I'm guessing you bought this on IDEX. Yeah, I did. Okay. I love Got I it. love me some IDEX. Um so I'm I'm start I I thought and I can't seem to find it anywhere. I thought it had an association with um XRP. And either they're hiding it so as not to be <laughs> uh, or they aren't. Uh, but I always thought they had an affiliation with XRP for some reason. Um so I might be incorrect there. But yes, um, you know, one of those big, you know, what do we say? How many trillion uh, in total supply? It was it was a big number. Um, uh, Fifteen, 15 trillion. trillion. Yeah. So one of these um, protocols that has a ton of uh, of coins associated with it. Um, but yes, I like this one. Uh, it actually came in. Um, it has a lot of partnerships with uh, with governments currently. Um, I forget all of them off the top of my head, but uh, very popular in Europe. Um, and just that it, it's one of those ones where if if we're going to incorporate these in kind of the the corporate world, this is kind of the one um, that I like a lot, uh, especially if it's you know happening in Europe where the regulations maybe are a little a little better. Um, but yes, um, very fast micro payments. I think it can do up to. I'll tell you right now, the, the transactions per second were ridiculously fast. Um, the yeah, so like up to two thousand plus transactions per second. Uh, very low fees, like point zero 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 one fees uh, per transaction. Uh, confirmation within seconds, so super fast. That's why I thought it had something to do with XRP, but I might be wrong. I still think it is. I'll have to do some more research on that. Um, but yes, very lightning quick. This is this would be great for again for the for the business world for finance um and it is being used currently um yeah and it's again the market cap is is not massive and if if it is affiliated with xrp we know what that community can be like um we could see it being pushed pushed higher i think the opportunity here is still pretty good um again just finding those projects that have a lot of uh, not a lot of downside, but a ton of upside. I think that's one of these. Um, so as far as my, you know, my bag level um, uh, out of ten, this one's more more likely probably a six for me. Um, if I see a quick, you know, if if it, if it pops, I'll probably get out of my position. Um, and maybe the other ones, I'd be, I'd sell off maybe a portion and still keep uh, still keep some for the old moon bag. But this one, I think, would be more of a wait for that big move and then maybe completely out interesting so we actually i i didn't know this is what we were doing but we actually went in order of confidence yeah yeah so we got an eight seven and a six interesting yeah all right so that was wrecked to the future yeah. <laughs> i apologize to all these projects for fucking you over uh but i bought <laughs> some of your stuff <laughs> the, the, which can the only be old one thing. chamber the old chamber kiss of I death. Like, oh, you come to me 
yeah, no, it's, uh, I apologize in advance for ruining the careers of many people involved in these projects uh, with my kids. That's really funny. All right. <laughs> so we have one more little segment here that uh, we've been doing uh, a few times lately, and it's called The Last Time You. Guys like us, we had it all right chamber you got a story for us with this i do um <clears throat> this happened um a couple of days ago uh, i i'd mentioned at the top of the show i started smoking so i'm i'm outside of my house a little bit more uh i'd say since mid-december um and i've been noticing i live on a little crescent um first of all nobody in the u.s calls it that do you not i i couldn't i, I didn't want to answer anybody for like, do you guys not have crescents? I'm sure we do, but I don't think I've ever heard it referred to it as such. No, but like, so like, well, because we'll have... in your, I, I know what you're talking about. It's like but, the road comes in one side, loops around, yeah. goes out the other, just like a. You but know, like, you the, don't call like so. Like, you'll have boulevard. Like, so for example, you could live on. I don't know. Well, well is it an actual? So wait, is that name. an actual term for the street? Yeah, yeah. Is so it? for example, you could live on. Well, I'll just use. Uh, cryptocurrencies, but like you could live on Bitcoin Street or Bitcoin Avenue or or Bitcoin Crescent or Bitcoin Crescent or Bitcoin Boulevard uh, or B- Bitcoin Lane or Bitcoin Private, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, it's like yeah, it's my my you know the road I live on is you know Bitcoin Crescent. No, interesting. I yeah, I couldn't get over. I'm like, what, did people not that I spell it wrong? Okay, so I, I wasn't I wasn't the only one. No, 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 no. Like I couldn't get like like because everybody. I'm like, did I spell it wrong? Like, is does not does anybody not use this term? Um, so yeah, it's very. I mean, it's it's very common. Um, but anyways, so it's yeah, it's just like yeah, it goes. You you have two entrances. Um, so it's like a little yeah, it's a little loop in off of a off of a main road. Um, anyways, so I'll, I'd be outside smoking. And this guy in his pickup truck would like bomb down the road. And I'm like, I'm an old man. Okay. I yell at people all the time, but this guy it was doing like, I'm trying to put it into miles an hour. I want to say like maybe like 40 miles an hour. That seems too fast. Right. Down like a, uh, I guess, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's, I, I would say in a small street is small street. I yes. would say 70 kilometers an hour. So whatever that is in miles. Okay, that, yeah. So I don't yeah. know, like 45, 50, 40 maybe up to. Yeah, that's fast. Yeah, it, way too fast. Okay, so whatever you know, first time happens. I'm like, okay, and not ideal. I kind of give him the look, put my hands up in the air, like, what the fuck, guy? I'm like, come on, there's like, there's a million kids on my street. Um, like, you can't be driving like that. And uh, so it happened maybe one or two more times, and I'm like, all right, this guy is upsetting me, and it's consistent. It's like every time he pulls by. So. I the other day I'm with my daughter and I'm like, hey, do you want to go do some like do you want to be a detective with me today? Because <laughs> he every time we would drive by, like I can't get his license plate number, right? Like you're just driving too fast. Because it's too fast. Right. So I said, You want to be a detective with me? I so saw we I go, I start touring around my block and I find the truck and I take a picture of the license plate. So mm. I'm like, next time it happens, got the license plate right there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to call the cops on him. I asked my daughter, I'm like, should I go talk to him myself? And she's like, well, what if you get into a fight and then you go to jail? I'm like, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) She's like, wow, that's actually really reasonable. (laughs) That was the Um, first thing she said. Well, what if you get into a fight and then you end up in going to jail? I'm like, all right, that's, that's very likely outcome. Uh, (laughs) 
so so we take the picture and she's like are you gonna call the cops i'm like i'm gonna wait maybe he'll stop you know and sure enough like a day later i'm outside having a smoke and fires down i'm like that's enough i'm done i i i don't i didn't call 911 i i googled my local police uh you know office and i said hey i don't mean to be a bother i know you guys are very busy but this is my problem and they they were very nice they they thanked me for you know doing my 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 job as a citizen ambassador of the community they were very very nice about it and they they just asked me like how fast you think he was going was it a male was it a female and i give all my you know, uh, I said, yeah, I think it's it's this type of vehicle. Here's the license plate. And they're like, well, you know, which direction? I think I said he was going, you know, southbound this way. And they thanked me. And that was it. And so that that's uh, immediately after that, I put out on Twitter. I said, hey, I just called the cops on this guy and kind of gave the explanation. I said, am I a rat or am I a hero? And um, it was close, but uh, the after I, I was uh, maybe 150 votes, um, you know, the majority of people thought I was a hero, so I felt good about that. You, though, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tweeted out uh, you had voted rat, rightfully so. Um, I voted rat. So the fun thing was, last night, I'm outside, uh, having a cigarette, and he drives by at like 15 miles an hour. And I oh. think he's looking at me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, just drives by him. I, I kind of look at him. I kind of give him a head nod like, yep. <laughs> you, wow. You so you got him. I think I got I definitely got him. I'm like, uh, that's immediate proof that for sure the cops pulled him over, told him, you know, you were driving way, you know, way too fast down a residential area. And I don't know if he knows that it's me, but I definitely have made gestures at him uh, driving by. And uh, I know he probably saw me outside uh, right before he got called by the, or, you know, pulled over by the cops. So come at me, bro. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. The long arm of chamber justice. Yeah, absolutely, man. I will, I will tattletale on you uh, in a blink of an eye. So watch out. That is hilarious. Yeah. So I, I thought it was funny that, yes, uh, the, the next time I saw him, he was creeping down uh, the crescent um, very slowly. That's fantastic. So um, I, yeah, I voted rat. I know. Hey, I get it. I would have voted rat too. Uh, if it you would have? Had it not been me, 100%. Yeah, you rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I felt guilty so, about it. Like it's the, the reason there was there was a reason I tweeted it out. I definitely felt uh, torn between hero or rat. <laughs> um, so what's the question? The here? question is: When was the last time you called the cops on somebody? On somebody, or or called the cops if if you're not a rat like me, you know, and you don't call the you don't call the five zero on everybody. Um, you know, when was the last time you needed to call the police? I have. I don't think I've ever called the cops on somebody. That's not the first time I have. <laughs> on wow, really? I don't think I've ever called the cops on somebody. No, no, I don't think so. I get angry. I. But the other day, probably about two weeks ago, uh, maybe three weeks ago, I was <laughs> driving in uh, like Pittsburgh area, right. and I was talking to one of my coworkers on the phone and. Next thing I know, uh, my, like, I hung up with them and then my Siri just started going 
haywire by itself and like i didn't say anything it just like activated or whatever and then next thing i know my bluetooth in my car is calling 911 really yes and so i'm like panicking trying not to crash my car and i'm like all right what the fuck so <laughs> i can't i i hung up immediately tried to hang up before i uh you know, before right, the phone picked right. up because I didn't now, want to. Now, as movies you know. would tell me, I'm going out on a limb here. They 911 should have called you directly back, did they? They did, oh, actually. Good, movies so, have not let me down. <laughs> yes, as soon as I, uh, as soon as I hung up, I got a call back from uh, a local number. I picked up and they said, Hey, we just got a call that, or we just got an alert that you dialed 911 from your cell phone. Is everything okay? And I said, Yes, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> and, uh, it was on accident. And the guy said, All right, thank you. Wow, you uh, didn't explain it. it more than that. Like it feels like you just butt dialed nine one one. Whereas you- I, I did just butt dial nine one. Well, I mean, I, I. What am I supposed? Why does he care if my Siri was? <laughs> I would have defended I mean, my position a, a little shit. bit better. I would have been like, it's he, not me. My phone went crazy. I think it might be possessed. I don't know what happened. Yeah, and he's gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. That's funny. That's good. Yep. So he's gonna say, sure, it did. <laughs> Uh, have you ever called 911 like as an emergency before? Uh no, I've really never had to do any of that. I definitely stuff. have a couple of times. Um I think the last time I called 911 was oh, it was I think when my do- like my daughter got a a pretty bad burn. Um actually like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you were telling Yeah, about um like right after we started the show. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, I called nine one one for that, and then I remember back in high school, um, we, <laughs> we we were I was at a basketball um, practice, and afterwards we were fucking around and kind of spraying each other with water bottles. And I had a buddy, like I'm a big dude, but I was definitely not the biggest dude uh, on my team. I had a guy who was like six nine, six ten, um, and we were we were chasing him down, and he starts running down the hallway. And I don't know if. I'm sure in high schools in the U.S. have this too, uh, but you know, like when there's glass doors and they have that um, the wire meshing in the glass itself. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this big six ten guy, I'm chasing him down. He jumps through, like um, anticipating that both doors would fly open, and yeah. one of them was locked, and he flew through the window, and like oh, shit. and like just mashed up his face and like you could hear the wires in the glass like tearing out like just it was uh, yeah so he his face was messed up after that uh like not you know not he he wasn't he wasn't uh leo to begin with but uh he uh he managed to be okay but i had to call 911 because he was bleeding profusely he had glass all all up in him and stuff but i think those are the only two times i had to dial 911 Wow, that's I'm like a hero, basically. I mean, you are a hero. I've changed my vote. Uh, yeah. So I'm in in you know in in the case of an emergency, I am a person to to, to have around because I will change my vote. You're a hero. <laughs> I will dial nine one one very quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right, this is uh, this is a long one. What do you want to do? Yeah, we did. We went long, so that's it. Let's land this bird. We've got it all covered. That was our last show of the decade. 
Wow. <laughs> Where yeah. has the time gone? <laughs> Where, you know, I can't believe when we started Bitcoin back in 2009, we, I know. we would, who knew? We would who knew? be here. Who knew? Here, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Thank you again for another wonderful year of podcasting. Anything else you want to say, Chamber? No, everybody have a happy new year. Uh, don't, do, uh, don't drink too much this, or do too many drugs this, on New Year's Eve. This will be our only show this week, so you can divvy this up, right? This will be our only yes. show this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll release okay. it as one episode, but we'll... And then next Tuesday, we will be releasing Andreas, correct? Correct. Correct, sir. All right. All right. We are, we are doing it. We are. All right, man. <laughs> it, it has been a pleasure uh, podcasting with you in 2019, uh, and here's to another good year to come. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, don't get wrecked, and that is financial advice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.